welcome back to Jeans and Gems, everyone, brought to you by My Black Heritage. This is Natalie, your host, a.k.a. Natty Girl, a.k.a. the hip-hop genealogist. Uh, my guest today actually is the one who gave me that name. So I'm super honored and excited to have my friend, one-third of the legendary hip-hop trio, the Brent Nubian. He's a rapper, producer, a podcaster, a Godcaster, his you know what I mean, Godcast is available uh, for your viewing and listening pleasure. So the one and only Lord Jamar, applause, please. <laughs> hey. Hey, hey. How are you? I am doing very well. Thank you. And again, just excited to have you here. Thank you for being on, um, you know, and before we go into anything, and I do this all the time. When I talk to you, I fan fan out. Brand new being favorite group. Okay. Definitely coming of age, y'all. We're my group, the and just for the listeners, feel so good is my favorite brand new being song. So if you ever want to see Lord Jamar dancing with a button up and some <laughs> shorts, YouTube feel so good. So fade. Yes, and the fade. So yes, thank you. Thank you so much for joining today. Um, first and foremost, it has been a solid, I think almost five years or maybe four years since we first started this uh, genealogical journey. Um, some things that I found really funny when I was getting prepared for this is that when we last talked or in this in this capacity, when I was on your um, Godcast, uh, Black Panther had just come out and Kanye West was in the news for saying that uh, uh slavery was a choice so isn't it kind of ironic is that right is that how long ago it was That's black how... panther had just come out are you serious yep, yep. and now here we are the next black panther exactly and look how far things are because that first black panther i actually went to see it in the movies yep wanted to see it was kind of excited i got caught up like everybody else kind of yes. this God second man. one is almost like uh, the Obama presidency, like, you fooled me on the first one. <laughs> You're not going to get me on the second one, especially now that my man has passed away. And y'all trying to make this like the black woman is now the strongest thing on the planet against the black man. Uh, no, oh. we're not going to do that. Uh, so, no, we're not going to go watch uh, Black Panther, whatever this, this next one is. I'm not even into it. And Kanye saying, you know, Slavery wasn't a choice, had black people upset at that time. But now, fast forward, where's he at? He's saying things that have black people saying, hmm, you know, he has a point there. How so, how uh, tables have turned, huh? how things have changed. Have turned. <laughs> mm -hmm. It is a def definitely interesting times. But but also what brought me back to to really wanting to put my black heritage and discussing our, you know, roots and genealogical history back to the forefront, I feel like. Well, just like I felt then, the time is always right uh, to know your history, to know from from where you you've come from, and more than what you were told, right? Um, so, this the purpose of this podcast is just to continue doing that, having these conversations, talking about <laughs> the discoveries um, on our family lines, and and really hopefully creating a sense of belonging for those who still not sure what the, their identity is, right? So. Um, with that said, just to kind of recap and, and the things that we discovered together for your line. Well, actually, before we even go into that, what what made you interested in discovering more about your family than, than you had already known? Well, first of all, um, 
I didn't know much mm-hmm. about my family. That's what had me very inquisitive. First of all, me and my brothers, like we grew up kind of isolated, like um, sure. as far as we wasn't exposed to a lot of our family growing up. Mm-hmm. We grew up in New Rochelle. A lot of our family was in the Bronx, uh, Jersey, Brooklyn, Queens, everywhere but New Rochelle. You sure. know what I mean? So it's like I had to hold it down <clears throat> by myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And pave the way for my brothers coming behind me. And it's like in New Rochelle, a lot of people are related to each other. You know, yep. there's big families, the rice yeah. family. Dixons, the flowers. These are all big families in their shell. So, you know, if you got beat, well, I'm going to go get my cousin. <laughs> I ain't had no cousin to get, you know, and you always right. wish, you know, that you had cousins and shit like that. So now fast forward. Um, I'm, uh, I'm doing shows, you know, I'm brand newbie now and I'm in DC one time and a dude come up to me. And he's like, yo, I'm at the Howard Hotel when they still had the Howard mm-hmm. Inn. Right. Them. And I used to purposely stay there because it was black owned. Anyway, so dude comes up to me, yo, I'm your cousin. And I'm like, I'm looking at him. And then he says, Deshalis. <laughs> now I'm like, ooh, that's an unusual name. It is. It's not a name that People know, and ever since I was young, you know, my people's always said, if you ever meet somebody named DeShallis, y'all are related. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, all right. So then he starts saying, like, you know, my Aunt Margie and saying all these names. And I'm then I'm looking at him and I'm like, damn, you look kind of like my brother Why? And then he's like, yo, Charlotte, that's my brother. I'm like, oh shit. You wow. know what I mean? Right. Like. And so then we hug and and then he's like, oh, man, where you live? I'm like, I'm living in Brooklyn. He's like, yo, you don't know your uh, did you hook up with cousins such and such? I'm like, wow, nah, you know, I got no cousins in Brooklyn. He's like, oh, hell yeah. You got mad cousins in Brooklyn. You know what I mean? So now sure. he connects me to them. And then so now I'm getting connected with all my cousins again, like on like my father's side but like there's two sides right yeah <laughs> father's side you see what i'm saying right yeah so somehow i get connected to that side you know so now i'm back connected with you know his uh you know because he had like what three sisters and a brother mm-hmm. um so now i'm getting connected with that old side but then his father ended up having another family with somebody else after you know, right. That's it. <laughs> with my grandmother. So um, these people end up, they do a, a family reunion and I ended up going to the family reunion and right. finding out, wow, this shit is like mad big. But then there was rumors like because the last name is French. And so you hear, you know, Deschalis. And so, you know, some people would say Haitian. Some people were saying mm-hmm. Guyana. Some people were saying French Guyana, um, which is very different than British Guyana. Um, yeah. So these were all just rumors, and I was just kind of curious. Now, keep in mind, this is only tracing my father's father, father's right, you know, exactly. Because you know I mean? then is you that have big. your father's mother. 
Yep. You have your mother's father and your mother's mother. Oh, yeah. You know, they say it takes over 4,000 people over five, over 400 years to get to where you are. Isn't you know something? what I mean? As far as DNA right. is concerned. Um, so keep in mind, we only traced my father's father's side. Okay? Oh, yeah. Right. Um, and that's the one that took us back to Buxton, Guyana. Exactly. Um, and that was very exciting um, to see how far back it went. Um, I actually have more stuff to add to that. I, don't I know was going to ask the chart because at one of these family reunions, some Deschalises from Guyana came to the reunion wow. and gave me this whole next chart of like the Guyana. Yeah. yeah, you need to you need to you need to send that on. That's oh, yeah. yeah, they gave me some big shit. I got it. Yeah, I got nice. that. Get that to you because they saw the podcast, I believe. And so they were like, yo, the people you were talking about, these are the, like I have the you know what I mean? I love it. That's great. awesome. That's great. really great. Right. Yeah, you know, we we do need to catch up because I knew at, at one point you were talking about traveling out there. You know, we were trying to still there were a couple brick walls. So to know that that opened up that way, that's that's really exciting. I'm so happy to hear that came to us. So now so this kind of opened up a can of worms because um, as I found this out, you know, and we brought this out publicly once certain debates started coming in the black community mm. especially when it concerned reparations and foundational black americans um i had some people coming at me like well lord jamar you shouldn't be able to chime in anyway because you're ain't you from guyana you're not a foundational black american mm. you know and i'm like hmm okay even though you know, he did come here in the 1920s and, you know, suffer through Jim Crow and all of that type of stuff like right. anybody else. But, OK, their argument is, hey, he still came as a choice and all of that. OK, OK, I hear you. Uh, but that's just my father's father. That's son. one branch. That's, that's one branch. One of branch. <laughs> um, if you have yeah. any branch that leads you to uh, foundational black America, then you have a right to get reparations and uh, be able to chime in on the conversation. Oh, so 100%. I came to you and I didn't even say, because I know that on my father's mother's side, um, that has a, they trace back to like Rhode Island, Rhode Island. Absolutely. Um, but I wanted to go to my mother's side because mm -hmm. my mother, her shit is more intriguing because my mother was adopted. Right. And you were able to find my mother's mother and father through minuscule information that you had. Right. And were able to find them in the record. Um, now, wasn't isn't there a new census that was released recently? There was the 1950 was just recently uh, released. Okay. Was there anything I, with Jacqueline in there? Maybe. That? Well, I think the new and she's still. It's a semi mystery, except for the fact we got her high school yearbook picture. I did send that over to you, right? I think a couple so, months yeah. ago. So, um, yeah. She's still one of those. She's 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 hard to find and to pin down. But on along those lines, on your your mother's 
father, a biological father's line, you know, I just had some new stuff to share. I mean, I don't know if we want to recap a little bit there. I can take it from yeah, the let's beginning. Go over that because um, <laughs> first of all, I know this brings us to a definite, a definite foundational black American roots. Absolutely. So uh, all of y'all that try to kick me out of the conversation <laughs> can suck it. Um, <laughs> And uh, oh, they're yeah. gonna love this. They're gonna, oh, love, they're this gonna love this. They're gonna love this. Tell them, <laughs> tell them, tell them who I was related to. Let's go, let's get into yes, it. Yes, yes. Well, I'm gonna start from one of the uh oldest ancestors or the this far back as I go on on your mother's biological father's side. It's a, na- a man by the name of Levi Fawcett. Levi was- Fawcett. Yes. That's one of those church names, Levi. <laughs> Levi. All the names out the Bible back then. <laughs> he was born in 1828, and he was born free in Baltimore, Maryland. Mm. His uh, He's first mentioned on the 1830 census. Um, we The 1830 well, All this freedom in my blood, I'm telling you. like Early. Like, early. <laughs> early. And Buxton. Real quick, Buxton yes. was a place of excellence. Slaves that end up, they saved up money to buy their own purchase there mm-hmm. and was doing for self and all that type of shit. They were long got time liberation ago. is in my blood. So anyway, go ahead. It, it comes, it comes honest. Um, Levi, so listed on the census in 1830, before the census in about 1870, 1880, really started listing the relationships that people had in the household. Um, there was a lot more information later in the 1800s. Well, that it was just basic right earlier than that it was just there were names when the names started coming on the census records it would be a name they would be checked in the age group like two years you know between two and six or i don't don't quote me but just certain age groups and then it would be marked whether they were white or black free or colored did say black colored slave or free like there were not met very many categories and so levi appears as a free person of color and he was two years old on 1830 census and the only other person with the last name Fawcett on that census um was a man named James who is presumably what's presumably his father he was a free man of color he was 20 something years old could have been a uncle or cousin but uh oh they might hold his freedom against me well you wasn't a slave (laughs) there we go Oh, listen, this is we're still like like we talked a few years ago. This is never. Now we know of free people that were put into slavery, even though they were free that later oh. on, even though they were free, you still could have been put into slavery. But or these people could have been freed from slavery. Right. Prior and, to, like, and it's yet to be found in the 1600s. This is the 1800s. Oh, yeah. Exactly. We, we're years in. So Just definitely free by this time doesn't mean that they were never slaves. Indeed. In fact, the Fawcett family, there there are white ones in uh, uh, clearly in the Maryland area. And, you know, we don't know that we haven't gone that far back yet. But Levi excites me because not only was he born free, but some of the things he did in his life. Um, this will this will be news to you because I this was a sort of recent find and we haven't really been able to connect on him. But um, by the time 1848 rolled around, uh, this is a news article that I found about him. Uh, he was charged with assault and he had to pay a $2 fine. And that was listed in the newspaper. 
So I'm like, okay, he was he was scrappy. Yeah, who ass he whooping out here? He was you know 18 years old, punching somebody in the face, got fined two dollars, which in this day and age is about seventy dollars <laughs> fine. So I went to follow his trail. 1860, he was married to a woman named Mary Jane Nelson. So I went into her tree. Another person born free, another person of color born free. She's listed as mulatto. She was born in 1834 in Baltimore, Maryland. So they got together and they had a few kids. Now, before I get into their kids and and how it leads down to you, I I started digging into Levi a little more because he kept popping up in the newspaper. (laughs) in 1862 he was arrested for assault with intent to kill when he fled to canada yes he sliced a man up didn't kill the man but the intentions apparently were there according to this article and he fled to canada where he spent several months there before returning when he returned he he was sentenced but he wasn't in the chalices up in Canada. That's what's so crazy. Isn't that funny? Isn't, Isn't that, that funny? That funny? <laughs> yeah. So, so he comes back, he served some time. I couldn't find out how much time he served, but he was listed again on the 1870 census, the 1880 census. You know, I'll get all my documents to set up to you. <laughs> but how then by how old would he have been at this time in 1870 then? Uh 52. If mm. I'm doing math right, 42. 42. If he was born in 1828. Yeah, he'd have been 42. Okay. Uh, he and Mary Jane had several several children at that time. By 1885, <laughs> shows up in the newspaper again. He was arrested for assaulting a police officer. Wow. He, he served, he's a crappy guy. He served six months. And, you know, it's just, it's interesting, right? He, he assaulted a police officer. But as the, 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 I don't want to say that the audacity, right, of a, of a man, a person of color, in 1885 to to assault a police officer and only got six months, and he was he assaulted the police officer. This, this story is hilarious. He had had his, according to him, had had whiskey for the first time, and he had two glasses of whiskey, and his for wife the first and, time the first time, and so he's like fifty something now. Yes. And he said he had it for the first time. This is my first time trying whiskey. And he had two glasses and he said his wife testified. It's the whole court. (laughs) The whole docket is in the paper from 1885. And the wife said she had never seen him in this state. And the kids said, you know, he seemed to be sick. And he shot off four rounds of his revolver in the house. It's causing a public disturbance. The policeman came and he knocked the shit out of him. And that's what he got arrested for assaulting a police officer in 1885 and got six months got locked up for six months so just you know hearing all the and, and this is not playing a lot it's starting to explain a lot. <laughs> but not mm-hmm. only is this guy you know mr levi fawcett <laughs> your your third great grandfather but i'm now going to talk about some of the children he had their children's children and, and who it connects you to so Levi and Mary Jane had 14 children. He was mm. with his wife and, and until I think she passed first. So his firstborn child was a woman, uh, a child by the name of Mary. They named her after his wife or, you know, Mary Jane. Her name was Mary. Mary, let me look at my notes. I'm going to get this right. She was the oldest. She had a daughter named Norma. Norma married a man named William Marshall, and they had two sons. Firstborn was named William, and their second child was named Thoroughgood. Mm. Thoroughgood was actually the, the 
it, it ended up being yes <laughs> ding ding so and I know we mm-hmm. talked about this before there was a possible connection but I I couldn't it was taking me a minute and we'll we'll get back to why it took so long but first and foremost to now be able to confirm that your third great grandparents were Thurgood Marshall's great grandparents which makes y'all second cousins twice removed if you want to be technical what what is that how does that feel what does that mean to you it doesn't mean anything does it feel um you know it's cool you know it's it's i guess it's a fun fact you know what i mean it doesn't change much in my life i mean mm-hmm. unless this guy got some sort of a state that <laughs> <laughs> All right now we can talk about yeah, like, it is. <laughs> second cousins have some sort of right to, then I guess that would make I mean, it makes me want to study uh Thurgood Marshall a little more. Wasn't he mm-hmm. like a lawyer or something like that? Didn't he do the civil rights? Uh he was the civil rights lawyer, right? He was a civil rights lawyer, and and some have have you know called him the most important lawyer in the 20th century for all the things he he achieved. I mean, he was the first like a Supreme Court, justice? the first. The first right. African American in the Supreme Court, he was uh, he supported uh, abortion rights, opposed the death penalty, and was all for gun control. And we talking, you know, we're not talking last week or yes. This is I thought yes. it was very interesting to hear some of the positions. So, so he's the, on he's he's on the wrong side of two issues already that I can hear on there. I wonder if supporting abortion rights and opposing gun. Uh, wait, no, he opposed gun control. No, no, he was for gun control. Oh, so he was for gun control. Yeah. Fuck out of here. Um, see, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, that's I the second that time now I've heard some things from that side of that the side. family that for me, you know, is questionable and that I don't align myself with. You and, know what I mean? <laughs> and I knew that. And but but what resonated with me, you know, both times is that these were people for better, for worse, that had no fear in many ways. And, and I and I see that obviously in you, you know, all these years later. So that that just that that rang a bell to me. But I I thought the the uh the dynamics were pretty interesting for this to, you know, be your your cousin, Mr. Thurgood Marshall. I mean, it doesn't surprise me to come from like great people. You know what I mean? Like I just have always felt that within me like i don't know what it is but i've just always felt i don't know special um, <laughs> but anyway um all right continue do we, do we have yes yeah. so so now as you know you you heard me mention faucet you didn't hear me say de faucet right, right. and and <laughs> this is where we know that sometimes people would add that later to like fancify themselves in America. Right. So for a sense of nobility, it was something that, that was going on in France. As a matter of fact, interesting. Because part. D. Chalice, that is real. That, that, oh, they've always been. That can be traced back to like the 1400s. They've always like, been D. Chalice. That's, yep. that's not something that was at, that actually was a French nobility name. It was. Um, but now and you're so. saying D. Fawcett. When did they? When did it change from faucet to defaucet? Yeah, and I don't know if it had something to do with Levi's little shady <laughs> history. Mm-hmm. You Maybe know, I don't want to be attached. 
but for better or for worse, the person that Levi was, he and and his wife Mary and and the daughter that they raised, Mary, who raised Norma, who ended up being a school teacher. These were people who were making names for themselves in the early early 1900s. So this, uh, you know, we don't know why they went from Fawcett to D Fawcett, but we we made a lot of assumptions because now Joseph. Fawcett at the time was their second to youngest child. He was, I think, child number 13. So he was uh, much younger than uh, he might have. We got to look at I got to look at the records. I think he was close in age to Thoroughgood at the time, but then Thoroughgood. But all that to say is that he had moved to Harlem um, and was on the 1900. I'm sorry, the 1880 census, he was still listed as Fawcett with his wife. He married a woman by the name of America. Just to know that these people were in, you know, Harlem, in New York City, they were going to college, like I said, 1925, 1935, graduating. I think it's interesting to hear that this was a whole other side of your family that you had no no connection, no clue about until you, you're a grown man. And it's just, um, I don't know, I find it, it's, it's a bittersweet, it's like cool that, you, you know, that connection, but to know that for some reason they were... Well, I don't know. Let's get. Do you mind sharing that story? Like how how I know your mom was adopted, and how do you want to share what we discovered or what we deduced from the paperwork? And do you remember the whole? My mom. What happened? She was uh yeah she was born to this lady Jacqueline, mm-hmm. and the father was DeFawcett. Yep. Um. And they were supposed to get married, and you found you a marriage uh, announcement in a newspaper. And um, and recently, the license too. Just found that the actual oh, license. Really? Yep. Whoa. And it just they they never the the marriage never happened. The marriage never happened, according to my mother. The story that she got was that his mother somehow didn't approve of her, and. And just was like, it's not going to happen. Like, mm. and, and so, and that she just broke up the relationship or some shit like that. Uh, right. And after that, my mother's mother, uh, Jacqueline, was so distraught that she ended up putting my mother up for adoption, um, claiming that she looked a lot like the father and she just couldn't look at her and all this other shit. Um, so my grandmother, who I know as my grandmother, mm-hmm. who I believe was Jacqueline's cousin. Right. Um, <clears throat> used to go visit my mother in, in, the, in the orphanage. My grandmother apparently went to the orphanage and like saw my mother like just in such a bad like they had her in a shitty diaper or some crazy mm-hmm. you know like just horrible conditions and and to where my grandmother was like nah f- fuck that i'm taking her you know right. what i mean like right. she's coming with me um and now i wonder if you could find this because from what i understand my grandmother was supposed to be one of the first like single black women at the time that mm. was adopted a child or some shit like that oh we gonna look into it this is some shit that i had heard as well wow um 
Yeah. Such an interesting dynamic again to to know that her bloodline are these people, you know, strong and and it, it, but the son just wasn't strong enough to to fight against his mother to say no, this is my this is my my woman, my family I'm going to raise and then uh just how that happened is it's, it's interesting. Also show how money and power and you know wanting to be accepted and all of that type of shit can play right. you know in an individual's mind you know for real i mean and the, the woman that he ended up marrying was like the daughter of a prominent harlem socialite they got married at the hotel Teresa in harlem like they were we found all the jet magazine articles and you know what i'm saying it was it was pretty wild. Um, and what we did discover is that your mother ended up having um, half siblings. Your 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 grandfather had children with the woman he ended up marrying. And I know that you talked to two of them two last of them. time. Yes. Anything ever come out of that? Did you ever meet them? Or? No, no. It kind of <clears throat> it kind of fizzled out. Uh, you know, one wasn't that receptive, mm-hmm. uh, a male. But then there was a, a, a female, the youngest one. Cause I think he had a nut. He married somebody else. After. So. Yes. And so she was the last child and she's a little more, we're a little more closer than age. So we were talking on the phone a couple of times, um, but she lives in Boston mm-hmm. and <clears throat> I don't know. We just, we just never really got up like that. Uh, although I just texted her just now and it was like, Hey, did you know we're related to Thurgood Marshall? Nice. Oh. <laughs> uh, let's see what she says. Like, um, if that's something that they knew in the family already, or maybe they didn't know that. Yeah, I'll be interested to hear that as well. And and again, I feel like they must have just to be just based on the time and then the things that your uh, biological grandparents, well, not only great grandparents uh, or grandfather and his brother were a part of. We talked about how they were both part of the 369th infantry and fought in the right. war. Uh, right. of the Negro leagues, Negro league. I mean, big things, uh, police officers. Uh, yeah. One was a police officer. One, one was, the, uh, he was, it was like, like the, the state department, but it was the equivalent of like the FBI. Yeah. It was like the d- diplomatic security. Anyway. Yeah. Some FBI CIA type joint. And he was the first black special agent ever. Yeah. There's a lot of firsts going on. Um, they had him doing some bullshit. They had him fucking going to fucking Malcolm X meetings and taking down license plate numbers and wow. shit like that. And they had wow. him approach Malcolm X and, and when he left the Nation of Islam and ask him what was his intentions and all this crazy shit. Like, so again, they're, you know, <laughs> he got these guys on his side of the family that's doing shit that I don't you know, agree. It's so, it's so wild. Like, how do you think is, you know, how do you think that would have affected, like, had you known this specifically that story in the, in the early nineties, eighties coming up, how do you think that would have affected your lyrics? I think you think you would have just went in on him on your lyrics and just not even acknowledge these folks. Like that's just, it's just so ironic. We talked about this before, but I'm curious. how that. I don't, I really don't know. Um, I don't know what it would have done, you know, maybe we would have added a texture to it. I don't know. Like. Yeah. How does it, how does it feel now? I mean, fuck you, Uncle Johnny, you know, like, <laughs> and fuck you, Uncle Dave for spying on Malcolm X. I ain't like the fucking shit. 
You know what I mean? If you like it, said Thurgood Marshall. Write it down in the text. <laughs> yeah, like, like, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I know you just found out about the whole Levi dude who was just gangster slapping cops right. in the 1800s. Yeah, I, but I, I, I got to share that with them now. They don't know that this is in real. You know, I'm just hearing this for the first time. Um, oh yeah, I'll send you all the articles. It's pretty, pretty funny to read. Good read. I could say that, like, between what I'm hearing about them, you know, this side, and then what I know about, like, on my pop side, it's like. Yeah, you got a lot of energy. Uh, you know, you got a lot of pop off energy. You know, yeah. And like when I was younger, I used to be a pop off fish. You know, type sure. of, type of individual. Um, yes, you're much calmer now, of course. Yeah, much calmer now. <laughs> I've learned how to calm down, but um, definitely I can understand. You know, I guess I could see even in my mom. My mom was, you know. <laughs> <laughs> nothing to play with <laughs> no, she was ready to pop off like you know what I mean <laughs> Like, so yes. I can see you know that should be in your DNA it is um, it is so you know with, with everything we've covered talked about over the years things you've you know and I think I kind of already know the answer why would you suggest that, that our people get uh you know, the knowledge and the information about their, their, where they come from and, and should know more than just their grandparents or great grandparents. What do you, what's the value that you see in this, having this knowledge? Well, like I said, um, all of us have, you know, over 4,000 people in our DNA over 400 years that comprises what makes up who we are right now. And DNA is not just um you know physical shit like like you inherit everything that this person thought mm, experienced mm. you know what i mean the trauma right trauma yes everything um their sense of humor all of those things you inherit so to to know more about the people who are your ancestors you know and this is also you know giving thanks and praise to the ancestors so that you know who your ancestors are so that if you want to thank your ancestors you can actually name them by name um you know you can thank joseph you can thank henry mm -hmm. you know what i mean sure you can thank um you know the other joseph and and uh, jacqueline you can thank these people now um for helping to guide you through life and, and all of that. Um, and it's just good to have a clear concept of, of where you come from, you know, and just take away the guesswork. Just to that point, to give respect where respect is due and to know that we're all a part of a, a family as Black people, I think is something that's really needed this time, personally. Absolutely. Oh. And it's just, it's just a, it's a good fulfilling feeling to just, you know, just to have this knowledge and just to, to to fill it in and just, you know, I don't know, it just it just feels good once you get it, you know, and then you share it and then, you know, like you make the book for people and all of that. And, you know, I presented it at the family reunion. Nice. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> you know, it was. uh, Yeah, it was dope. It was yep. dope. Nobody and it's something nobody can take away from you disprove right. or dispel it's yours it's yours to keep so 
Well, obviously, we could keep talking about this and, and other topics, but I, I appreciate and, and respect your time. I thank you so much uh, for joining me on Jeans and Gems. And, you know, this is not the end. I know next time we speak, I'm probably have a couple more faucets and some other, <laughs> some other lines to, to share with you. But thank you so much. Well, thank you for this. I uh, appreciate the new information and uh, keep doing what you're doing because you definitely help people, um, you know, by doing it. Thank you. Thank you. And then people can follow you at Lord Jamal on Instagram, the Yana, You're Not I Mean Godcast on YouTube, any other places where they can find you or catch you, anything you want to share? You know, I'm on Twitter at Lord Jamal. Um, yeah, that's it. IG and YouTube, really. That's, that's the main places. Cool, cool. All right. Well, thank you so much. And um, we'll see you soon. All right. No doubt. Thank you.